This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. Today, I'd like to welcome to the show my guy, Rudy Parker Hamlet, host of the Sidelines Washington, former Washington bro, but we're going to leave that one alone for the moment. <laughs> What's going on, Parker? Hey, man, this this is long overdue, but as I told you, man, I'm just happy to be here. We just wrapped up last night with Big Doug. Finally, happy to come on the almighty Raw Talk, man. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what we do. So we're going to get a lot of rambling done today. How are you feeling going into this season right now? What's the mood like? You know, honestly, I feel like a lot of people were kind of putting us on a pedestal a little bit early. But, you know, I think uh, Mike, Mike, I can't remember the guy's name from uh, ESPN. Greenberg. But, Greenie. Know, Greenberg, that's right. He, he had a lot of stuff to say about the Watch football team kind of earlier today and talking about completion percentage for Ryan Fitzpatrick, kind of going down his list of accolades and how he fares very well against some big names in the league like Brady Prescott, talking about how Tom Brady didn't really get hit as much as he did in that one playoff game against us, kind of listing some reasons why people should believe in the Washington football team. Not only that, but why they're very, very reminiscent of the 2019 San Francisco 49ers. Of course, they fell short in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs, but if that is what we're being compared to, and that is the expectation for the season, that is a huge leap from being seven and nine and being eliminated in the wild card round. So I, I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm certainly saying it's playoffs or busts. And let's finally get that first round playoff win, Rio. I Hell just, yeah. I mean, oh my God. I mean, when, when was the last time? I mean, I, 2005. It, it feels like eons ago, man. Feels like eons ago. So I'm feeling hopeful. Hell yeah. It's, you know, it's cautious optimism, but the optimism is real. Like we don't, we're not being delusional when we say that we're in a good position. Like I'm trying to tell people like lighten up on Fitzpatrick. He's not the greatest quarterback ever, but he is a significant upgrade from the quarterback play that we had last year, which was ranked 32 out of 32. He did say that as well. And honestly, it was probably worse than that. Like, there wasn't a starting quarterback on the damn roster last year, for real, for real. But it's nice to get some national notoriety and respect. Yes, that brings expectations, and expectations need to be lived up to, and we need to deliver, but it feels good what's happening here right now. Like, And on top of how it feels on the field, off the field as well. And I love this content creator community that we have here in the Washington football team network, man. What made you reach that? What made you reach out to me and Adam for your rebrand of your show? Because you rebranded just like the team's doing right now. What made you do that? I felt like it was time. Of course, the Brawl Network detonated itself. And like you said, we're definitely not going to get too much into that. That's some low hanging fruit. <laughs> but I, I was very, I, I was on the same track as Watch Football Team, as in I was going to rebrand eventually, anyways. That was always in the plans. Um, just didn't quite work out with other individuals as far as a content creating standpoint. You, you know how you and I are, man. We're, we're constantly pushing out stuff, as well as Adam. Of course, Adam's got the Burgundy Goal Report. His work speaks for himself. He's always been a grinder in this Absolutely. community and this content creator network. You know, like I said, go check out BurgundyGoalReport.com. Happy Hour podcast coming up. So make sure you guys go check out Adam's work. Yes, I know we got a lot of people listening, so I got to get that plug in. As far as you, Rio, I mean, like I said on the Big Douglas show, and, and I don't mean to gush too much, man, but you know, I've told you this one on one. Your energy is just infectious, man. And I remember seeing it on the timeline. I remember seeing some of your takes, and you know, I. People will say that this podcast game is oversaturated, but in my opinion, while not everyone should have a mic, certain people deserve to have it for them. And to me, you've shown that you should have had a mic in front of you a very long time ago. You superseded pretty much people, a lot of people I know that have been doing this for years, and I couldn't be any more proud of you, bro. And I, I just want to say that while I'm on your show. And like I said, bro, just your energy, you bring it to the table every single time. And, you know, not just not just behind the mic, man, but, you know, off the field as well. I mean, we go to Richmond, have a great training camp experience, Friday night football, all that stuff, man. You were completely as advertised. And 
I couldn't be any happier to work with you, brother. And it, it was a very easy decision, as I told Big Douglas, to bring you and um, Adam along for the ride. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the kind words. And what I've what I've liked in this process is that like we've been able to form like actual real bonds and friendships. Like it's more than just we podcast and we talk about Washington football. Like we get into life shit too. Like some of our conversations that we get into behind the scenes and our group chat or just me and you on the one. Like that's what that's the beauty in this fanship shit. Like, you know, it's deeper than just sports. Like, life can be stressful as hell and there can be some dark shit we're going through. This bond that we have through fanship, through sports and stuff, it keeps us distracted from the everyday stresses of life. And for some of us, it's more than a hobby and I enjoy doing this shit, and I enjoy doing the show with you and Adam as well. Y'all are great guys, but enough of this sappy shit. Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to it. Right. We're going we're gonna to get to some record predictions. We're going to go game by game and pick how we think Washington's going to do this year. But before we get to that, there's a couple things. First things first, I see you got your Giannis jersey. Congrats to your guy, man. How did, how did that feel seeing that championship? Well, you know, as Drake said, you got to got to keep it a buck like honest. So it, it felt great. <laughs> it felt absolutely great. You know, I I never really thought in my lifetime I would get a chance to see any of my teams win a world championship. Of course, I wasn't in the Deer District in Wisconsin. I, I like to keep the line between my Milwaukee fandom and my Washington fandom very, very sturdy. You know, I, I know a bunch of people thought I was just going to be wearing this shit all summer. Of course, I've been I've been celebrating behind closed doors. It's it's been yeah, awesome. Man, Giannis man, man, talk, man, talk your shit, man. Don't don't hey, fan however you choose to, bro. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo, in my opinion, is the best player in the NBA. I all love your boy LeBron James. I, I I see what you're rocking, Space Jam over there. I feel like Giannis Antetokounmpo is also one of the most selfless players I've seen in NBA history, oh, and sure. he did not have to do what he did. He really didn't. He could have taken the easy way out, like a very specific someone that I'm not going to mention because I don't want to go on a rant about Kevin Durant on your podcast. But like I said, Giannis Antetokounmpo, in my opinion, did everything the right way. He busts his ass. He's one of the most humble players in the world. And might I say the best player in the world. And the Milwaukee Bucks, they kind of, you know, had this identity. You know, they, they can't they can't win the big one, can't get out of the East, you know, and they pretty much broke every stigma that, that Mike, the head coach, had for this organization throughout the last couple of seasons, a couple of tough playoff exits, but for them to kind of trudge through, come out the East and win a very, very physical series against the Brooklyn Nets that I had them coming out of all along. It was just an absolutely fantastic feeling. The Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, also one of the best overall teams in the NBA last year, one of the better stories. A lot of people wanted Chris Paul to get his chip, but Giannis Antetokounmpo did what he does best and he took over the game, took over the series and great feeling, Rio. It really was. Hey, man, I'm not taking nothing away from the Milwaukee Bucks, which y'all did. It was very commendable. You know, there was some injuries that played a factor in the And then there's always that. that. There's always that. But I don't put asterisks on championships because these professional players, they put their all out on the, on the court, on the field, and wherever they're doing it. But I'll let you have Giannis as the best in the world just because he's coming off a championship. I let I let you have that. That's a conversation for another day that I would like I would love to have. But you know, good for him, man. I you know, I'm a Braun fan. Like honestly, don't let people tell you how to be a fan. Listen, I support the Wizards because I'm from this area of the DMV. I watch every game they play, but until LeBron retires, I will not give them my fandom like I give LeBron. They don't deserve it. They never have. LeBron's my Redskins. Like, I support him like I support Washington, so... It's like a family member to me, so I, that's that's who I support. I got my got my Toon Squad jersey along with the other millions of jerseys I have. Don't let these DMV fans bully you into saying you're supposed to be a fan because most of them, while being a DMV fan, they go to sleep and put on Michael Jordan cologne and Jordan <laughs> socks. So they, they, they did the you same know, thing. I always felt like people love to just take away from greatness in general. I mean, you know, oh, you talk sure. about putting asterisks on championships. People love to say, well, injuries for the Milwaukee Bucks with LeBron and the Lakers winning that title. Oh, the bubble, the bubble, the bubble, the bubble. Yeah, I know. I, winning a championship is is a feat at any level. It should always be something that is celebrated. And to me, that is why we are going to – I'm going to run around naked when the Washington football team gets oh a little God. party. It's going to be a big – 
fucking orgy in the DMV when we win a Super Bowl and again. <laughs> like, we're going to tear this whole shit down, man. You're going to have to come up from your little Riverdale city and just tear Riverdale. down the city with us. <laughs> Parker lives in Riverdale, for people who, who don't know. He lives in a city we've never heard of, a sitcom <laughs> city in Virginia. <laughs> I think the only person I know that actually knew where I was from was uh, Corey Sanchez. You know, he's, he, he's got a tech guy, Mr. Monetization over there. Shout out to, to Corey legend. Sanchez. I, he, he he said that I was the Longwood football coach. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm from <laughs> Farmville, yeah. Virginia. So, you know, I think it was the second last time I was at the state. We were talking to Jason. I was like, hey, man, I got to head back home. And I, I was like, you know, I got to go to Farmville. He's like, where? <laughs> What's Farmville? I see, so, I, see, I, see, I see you try to slid that. Uh, I talked to Jason thing in, man. Oh, you know? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know, I. Same company over here, you know? I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> me talking to Jason is not a big deal compared to you dancing with him and it going viral, Mr. <laughs> Ryan. So. Jason Wright is hilarious, man. Like, the, the, the conversations that you can have with this guy via DM, it's like, wow, this is our team president. It's a new day. It's truly a new day in Washington. And before we pick these games, Madden 22 released a couple weeks ago. <sighs> we have, we're both PlayStation 5 guys. Amazing console, by the way. I, honestly, this is the best console that has ever came out. I don't want to hear a debate. Shout out to Xbox, but nah, y'all don't compete. And I honestly don't know what games you guys play <laughs> that aren't third party. <laughs> but I'm going to go there <laughs> another day. What do you think of Madden 22? Because I enjoy it, but there's still a lot of issues. <laughs> what do you think? I could go all day on everything that is wrong with this game. But... <laughs> Uh, like you, I put on the clown makeup every year and I still buy the Madden franchise because I love football and I love playing football games. And while that is our only option, I'm just going to have to work with what I am given. Also, great shout out for the PS5. You know, a lot of people kind of crapping on us that, that scalped it, even though it's still not on short store shelves. It's an absolutely great system. Runs very well. I have that and the Xbox. Like you said, I, I'm not really sure what, what, what kind of games some of these people are playing. But as far as Madden 22 is concerned, when the cover kind of came out, I was very... I already wasn't excited, but when I saw the cover with Mahomes and Brady, I was like, there are so many other individuals that deserve to rock that cover. And I don't know, to me, I feel like the cover kind of like affects my level of hype for the game. You know, I feel like a guy like Josh Allen or Garrett Kearney deserved to rock yeah, it the cover. Boring. It's very boring. And it felt like more of the same. And I will say there were some things in this game or there are some things in this game that kind of mix up a little bit. You got the home field advantages. You got some kind of mixed, you, they implemented kind of some RPG elements with the franchise mode, you know, mm -hmm. there are some factors in there that make it a more custom tailored experience for you. You know, Coach Rivera, you're going to see him and Kendall Fuller have conversations in the locker room rather than some sidebar conversation. I kind of like that addition. Of course, there's always the X factors. People thought Chase Young kind of got one a little bit too early. I definitely think he showed that that was not the case. Hell yeah. I think the gameplay on next gen, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rio, I think that the gameplay on next gen is a smooth. lot smoother than it, it is, is on smooth. current gen. I mean, it's yeah. it's world, it's a world of a difference, right? Oh, it's definitely a world of a difference. I like the I like to call the the last gen one, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like I call it peasant Madden because it's we in a we in a different tax bracket with these PS5s. It's okay. We can talk we that in, shit. We live different. Also, I got one for sale. If you want it, holla at me. But anyways. <laughs> Madden 22, we're not going to give EA Sports too much of our time. It's the same things. It runs smoother than last year's version. The same problem still exists. It's almost impossible to play pass defense. Um, getting a good, consistent pass rush is ridiculous. But I enjoy it. I love football. I'm always going to love football. But don't expect anything significant to change until 2K Sports somehow gets the damn NFL contract. But... Moving you on know, from you know, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? What are you say? I, I got one more thing. Is, is do you always play as a watch football team you play online? Or are you like a favorite team's guy? When I'm I, when I don't play against someone random, I when when I'm playing against someone random, I'm always Washington. But when I'm playing against a friend, we go randoms. Like when me and Tay or me and George Carmi, shout out to them, we would just hit three random teams and pick from the three random teams that we got. How about you? I like that. I, I rock the watch football team all the time. It's always fun beating the guys like Taylor Heineke at the helm. As far as the watch football team in the game is, I mean, there's a lot of speed, but they're also very slow at the second level with linebackers. So you got to be very careful with how you use the Washington football team. But I will say, compared to recent years, we are probably one of the better teams in the game. That's definitely something to, to be happy about. And like you said, I'm definitely, until 2K gets that license, man, I, 
just going to kind of wait around, bide my time. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm very scared for NCAA. <laughs> I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid, but I need it. I need it in my life. I need Same. it in my life. And, yeah, I see you do the Twitch thing and stuff. What, speaking of video games, like, what video? what's your favorite game series? And what game got you into being like, okay, I'm an avid gamer. Like, I love this shit. I'm an avid gamer. Honestly, up to this point, definitely in recent memory, I've become more of a casual gamer. I mean, life happens. My first video game series I really, really like growing up, and this is a very, very weird answer. I'm going to nerd out a little bit here, is Tenshu. Um, it was a very old from software franchise, uh, basically a, a ninja game or, you know, takes place in feudal Japan where you assassinate people. And it was very, it was very simplistic, but the gameplay to me just, it blew my mind at the time. And of course they've kind of struggled getting the IP going in current day. I know uh, when uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice came out, a lot of people leaked or thought, thought that that was going to be the new Tenchu game, including me. And when it wasn't, that definitely turned out to disappoint me. That, and I don't want to get into Sekiro. I don't want to break anything. Um, that, that that rage of playing that game, like, I couldn't, like, after, like, halfway through it, I, I had to trade it in. Like, I've never been more upset and died. I did the so same exact thing. I literally, like, I, I, this is going to make me sound like a complete man-child. I almost cried when I beat that first boss. I mean, I, I was like, no. I cannot... What? I cannot keep doing this. I have to stop doing this. <laughs> the dude on when I beat the dude on the horse, I think he was the second boss. Yes, the dude no, on, that's the guy. <laughs> yo, I was ready to just retire from gaming because that shit. Like, you know what's a uh, more like it's it's not as hard, but a much better version of that, like Ghost of Tsushima. That game was fucking. I've been beautiful. playing the shit out, of, and the remaster just came out for PS5. PS5, yep. It's it, it's clean, and if you don't have it already, and, and you are listening, you have a PS Five. Definitely check that as one of the better games. Period that's come out in the last five yeah, years. That and shit, that shit is phenomenal. Like it's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen, and the story's great. The combat is fire. You may have to tone it down uh, on difficulty because <laughs> it gets real when you put it up. But you know, I like a challenge with game. But let's get to it. Let's get to what people are here for because people are be like, all right, Rio. All right, I know your show is rambling, but you guys haven't talked football, and it's been about 20 minutes so far. <laughs> Let's get to it. The Washington football team schedule. I would ask you what your record prediction is, but you know what? We're just going to go through the schedule and see how it ends up. I have an I idea like of how I want to get there. I want, I, I want, I'm predicting the first 11-win season of my lifetime as a fan here, so let's hope we get to it in the process of this, and I'm going to try to mathematically keep it going that way. Week one next week versus the Chargers. We winning or we losing that game, Parker? Of course, I want to say that the Washington football team is going to come out on top, mainly because I know a lot of people that are going to be there. It's Justin Herbert, a quarterback that I know if, if you could rewind time, you would certainly love him to be the signal caller for the Washington football team. Him versus this, this defense. This is Justin Herbert's first time getting any live gameplay. I, 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 from my knowledge, he's been – kind of on the sideline throughout most of the preseason. They've been resting most of their starters. I think that this is going to be a very physical game, but this is going to be the one that got away. I think the Washington football team starts off 0-1 heading into that week mm. team against the New York Giants. I'm going to go with a W. I got it being a close game. I got it being something like 20-17. to 17. Herbert's going to do what Herbert do. Joey Bosa's a great pass rusher, but they didn't really add anything as far as getting to the passer defensively. Derwin James comes back and that secondary does scare me, but I think we can I think we can make some things happen offensively versus this team and our unit, our defensive unit is the best unit that will be playing next Sunday. So I'm giving us Agreed. the W. I'm giving us the W 21 to 17 to start the season off and I got us with our first win. Make sure you tally up your wins that you got. I got you. I got you. I got. I have the watch football team losing, uh, thirty-four to twenty-one. Mm, thirty-four. Jesus Christ! Our our elite defense is giving up thirty-four off rip. So we're starting. It's week with, one, man. It's week one. All right. Starting, oh yeah, true, true, true. That's fool's gold week. So so we're starting up the Herbie MVP campaign in Washington next week. Is what you're saying? I, I think Justin Herbert is going to be someone that gives Patrick Mahomes fits for the next decade. I, I've been very high on Herbert hey, throughout the process. He, he definitely looks the part. Week two, Thursday night football, the first Thursday night football game of the year. Shout out to Colleen Wolf. She's going to her in the NFL Network crew is going to be there. I just had her on the pod this week. 
we got the damn Giants coming to town. We have not figured out or manufactured a way to beat Daniel Jones yet. Does that ch- does that trend continue, or do we finally get him this time? I think we finally get our first W over Daniel Jones, and it's going to be 17 to 14 in the primetime lights. And no, I'm not saying that because I'm going to be there, okay? I'm saying that because I went on the HTWR podcast, and to me, I hate the Jets more than I hate the Cowboys at this rate. And I know that's kind of a hot take, but I feel like the Giants watch football team is going to be the for the NS- NFC East in the next couple of seasons. If Daniel Jones doesn't work out, which I feel like this year is going to be a swan song, they're going to go out and get another quarterback, and they still have that playoff-ready roster. I feel like it's going to be a dog fight between the Wash football team and the New York Giants week two. I see the Wash football team smudging out with a field goal in primetime, 17-14, one and one. Okay, okay. One and one, and I got us going 2-0 and to start the season. <clears throat> you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid right now. I like what we're going to do. We're going to open the season with two home victories, and we're going to beat the Giants decisively in week two. We're going to, I think we're going to give them a 30-14 to 14 type game. We're going to make Daniel Jones turn the ball over three or four times. We're going to sack him five-plus times, and Antonio Gibson is going to shred them. I think he's going to get all over them, and, yes, I like their defense. I really like their secondary. So I think the run game is going to open things up for us. Gibson's going to gash them. We are sitting at 2-0, and and next week we're headed to Buffalo where we're going to go jump through some tables in the tailgate. Then I'm just kidding, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. But this is where I'm going to have our first loss of the year. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie to myself. I like where we're heading. I like where the trajectory and needle is pointing. We're not on Buffalo's level yet. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, and company. They're going to be a little bit too much for us. I was going to mention Steve Sims Jr., but he already has been released from that roster. <laughs> we're going to get our first win. Of the, we're going to get our first loss of the year. We're two and one. What do you think? I think, of course, I'm in very same company to you. It's going to sound like I'm the pessimistic football team fan. I've watched football team falling 31 to 17 to the Buffalo Bills. Look, Josh Allen, fringe MVP candidate last year. Honestly, some people say he deserved to be the MVP in the National Football League last year. They had a Stephon Diggs, absolutely dynamic offense. Go ahead and get Emmanuel Sanders. You had that other receiver, got a lot of the same defensive starters returning. Don't get me wrong, Kansas City got better too. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the elite company of the AFC, the Buffalo Bills are in that conversation. And I just I, I just can't see the Watch football team coming out on top here. They're just not there yet. So I got us at one and two at the three-week okay, mark. Okay, now we're going to week four. We got the Atlanta Falcons in that beautiful stadium. If I travel to a game this year, most likely this is going to be the one I travel to. Might have to take a road trip down to Atlanta because I heard that Mercedes-Benz Dome. I heard it is fucking beautiful. We owe them one, so... We do. I probably should not pick us to win this game, but I believe we're better than them. They have a better quarterback. I think Calvin Ridley's going to go crazy now that Julio's out of town. They got He's opposite Russell Gage, and they got that freakazoid at tight end, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> but I got us winning this game. I got us winning it in a shootout as well. I got us winning in the fashion of uh, a 30-27 to 27 type of thing. And – we're sitting at three and one in my book right now through four for, through the first quarter of the season. How about you? It's certainly not impossible for that to be the case. I mean, everything's on paper as we've been talking. About. We certainly do owe them one. I have the watch football team winning this game as well. You lose Julio Jones, which, which people are going to kind of downplay, but at the end of the day, that's a big deal. You had him and Kyle Pitts going into the season. That would certainly be a thing that a lot of NFL defenses would be scared of. But this Washington football team defense is up to the challenge. Like I said, Kyle Pitts, one of the best tight ends in recent memory. I think the highest drafted tight end ever, I want to say. I mean, I mean, Kyle Pitts has been an absolute freak, and I think he's going to be a freak, a fringe offensive player, rookie of the year candidate for the Atlanta Falcons. Also, but the story to follow here is the run game. And they're, like last year, not going to have a run game. Hell and Matt man. Ryan is going to be on his Davis. last legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Mike funny. Davis, you know, people talk about his legs all they want. I He's going to have to turn those things to get even probably two yards against this defense. So, and of course their defense is their defense. They lost a lot of people going over to Dan Quinton and the Dallas Cowboys. I just don't see a lot on paper here with the Atlanta Falcons. I think last year when they had Todd Gurley, I kind of saw them as some dark horses of the NFC. And I said that same on the Burgundy zone, but this year there's going to be a down year and Matt Ryan's exodus is looming. I have the Washington football team winning this one 27 to 21. And I have us at what is that? Man, what, what, what am I? At? I got us How at three. I got us at three and one. That's right. I have us at two and two. So. Okay. Okay. And then next week we got Jay Boo 
Eat a W, Jameis Winston coming down to D.C. Michael Thomas will not be in for this game. He's missing the first. He's not going to be able to return until after week seven. So, I, you know what? I got us starting at four and one, man. I got us beating the Saints, too. And don't worry for everybody say, oh, Rio, you are way too excited right now. Trust me, they're about to be L's of plenty coming up on the schedule. I'm not even going to lie to myself. We're going to lose some, stretch. <laughs> we're going to lose some games. We should win, and we're definitely going to win a one or two that we're supposed to lose. But we're sitting at four one because, although I think Jameis is going to solidify himself as the long term answer and. New Orleans because I think Sean Payton's just that damn good and they could clean up and make a quarterback friendly system for him I think being without Thomas versus our defense he's going to have a vintage Tampa Bay style Jameis Winston game and it's going to be a turnover fest we're going to get to him plenty and often and we're going to get a couple picks we're probably going to pick six one of them and we're four and one through five weeks and it's a goddamn it's pandemonium in the DMV right now you know, James Winston's a guy that a lot of people want the watch football team to pursue, but a lot of people, you know, football people know that once he formed that relationship with Sean Payton and Drew Brees retired, he was going to try to be the heritage of the throne. I think people are giving Payton and Winston a little bit too much credit a little bit too early. They had one good preseason game and they're ready to crown him. I think what, talent's never been a question for James Winston. We all know that. Never. But like you said, Michael Thomas not being on the field for this game is very big. And I certainly think we owe the New Orleans Saints one. When I think of the Saints, I think of, Drew Brees oh, taking no. his little victory parade in prime time and the national media kind of laughing at us. Think about shredding it back in 2018. Us. Absolutely shredding us. People, I, I don't know what the over-under is for this. I don't know who's the odd-on favorite, but I think the watch football team blows out the New Orleans Saints on October 10th. I think I have a final score of 31 to 10. I have the watch football team absolutely annihilating James Winston and the New Orleans Saints, who are going to have a down year. You know, I know that you say James Winston will be the heir to the throne, but to me, this is an audition for Jameis Winston for other teams. He is still going to make all those mistakes, those pick sixes. That's still Jameis Winston. I think he's done a lot of growing up, but at the end of the day, I don't know, I don't know man. He is not the adult that Drew Brees was. It's just he, not. He, he isn't, but I, I, I think Jay Boo is going to, he's going to bounce back. I hope so. Him. I love Jameis Winston. I, I think he's going to bounce back with him, but they're not going to bounce back versus us because we're beating them. Eat a W, eat a W. <laughs> we got four wins right now for me. What do you got us at? Three and two? Three and two. Three and two, and I got us at four and one. And then we're going to hit the stretch of the schedule where we got Mahomes coming to town. Then we got to go to Rodgers. And then we got to go two mile high. And we have to go. Then we got Goat Brady, the God, Sir Thomas. The rematch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just keep it a buck with you. There's four games I just mentioned. We're going to lose three of them. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to lose to the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Bucks, And we're going to beat the Broncos in mile high. So, for me, that will take us to four and four through eight games. How do you see those four games playing out? Well, I, I love that. Even hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. That'll take us. That's nine games. So, that'll be five and four. I'll be at five and four after we get through the Bucks game. For me, I have the Washington football team losing three of those four games as well. I think they're going to barely lose the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's going to be a nail-biter, and I think that the Chiefs are just going to show their offensive greatness and how much better their offensive line's gotten throughout the season. I got them losing that one. Score's kind of irrelevant. I also see a lot of the same with Packers. I mean, you're going all the way to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Aaron Rodgers swans on year. I don't, see, I don't see us coming out on top there either. Now, here's where it gets interesting for me. I The Denver Broncos, I see us losing that game. I think the traveling, I, I think going to mile high, that's something that not a lot of people are going to, you know, take into account. But, you know, all this traveling football team is going to certainly take a toll. Not really sure how everything sets up on the week. But I think we're beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I really do. I think if you add Deron Payne, Matthew Ionis, a couple different people to this defensive line, I think they're going to get even more pressure than they already did on Tom Brady in that playoff game. And, of course, people say, oh, well, they weren't ready for Taylor Heineke. They didn't game plan for Taylor Heineke. Of course, that Heineke thing probably wouldn't strike, strike twice. And at that point in the season, we're not going to be in that position. But we do have Ryan Fitzpatrick. We do not have bottom of the league quarterback play. And at that so point, you, we will know our identity. So you got and us beating the champs? I have us beating the champs. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be by a lot, but we are going to win that game. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be in attendance. I think the Washington football team – I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers escaped the Washington football team. And people can say I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. That's fine. 
I think the Bucs are going to be right back in the NFC title game, but the Washington football team is going to get that win to validate their valiant performance in the playoffs because at the end of the day, we got they stayed the same, which certainly wasn't a bad thing, but the Washington football team only got better in the offseason. So I have us going one and four in that stretch as well. So I think that puts me at four. Five. You're four and five. I'm five and four. Yeah, that's right. Game. I'm four. Yep. Yeah, so you and my you and my dad both think that we're gonna beat the you and my dad both think that we're gonna beat the Bucks. I disagree, but it would be lovely. Trust me. So we're nine games through. I got five wins. You got four wins, which is right on par to what my predictions were a couple months ago. All right. So now we got Ron's return to Carolina. That's a win for me. They're, they Has can't lose that. They can't lose that game. I hope we go to Carolina and beat the dog shit out of them. I honestly still think Sam Darnold will be that quarterback at that point because I think he's going to look like a different guy in a different system too because that Jets, that whole Jets situation, although he did stink up the joint most nights, like I'm not sure many people would have thrived in that environment. Zach so, Wilson will. Oh, 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 no, the environment's already different though. Like he didn't, yeah. Darnold didn't get the get to play with some of the things that Wilson's going to get to play with or the coaching staff. He didn't, they know Adam Gase there with his crackhead eyes at press conferences. <laughs> That's not there anymore. But yeah, I got us with a dub. easy dub versus the Panthers. I think we want to blow them out, even though I like that team under Matt Rule. I just love how, and I like that team under Matt Rule as well. Oh, we as owe them. Sam, we owe them after We that. owe them big time because if it was Haskins. not for Dwayne Haskins oh and that God. absolutely piss poor performance, Taylor Heineke gets more playing time. I think we win that game. And guess what? Had we won that game, there wouldn't have been all that anxiety going into week 17 about a playoff berth. Ron Rivera would have got, clinched a playoff berth against his old team last year, and Dwayne Haskins took that away from us. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same part page with you as Sam Darnold. As much as people want to beat up the head coaches about how things go in certain situations, I feel like a lot of that blame also needs to go to the quarterbacks. And you talk about those days where Sam Darnold doesn't really show up. To me, that was nine times out of ten. He goes to a very well-coached Matt Rule team with a lot of young talent. I think they're the only team younger that's in the NFL. I think they average like 24 and a half years old, kind of is their average across the entire roster. So I, I like Carolina Panthers this year. I think they have a lot – of, of really good young pieces, but Sam Darnold is just a guy and he's going to show you, There's your phrase, Jag. I, I, Jag. Sam Darnold to me is just a Jag, probably one of the most over drafted Jags in recent memory. So I got the Washington football team coming out on top. Cause like you said, Rio, we owe them one. Hell yeah. And just for you that don't know, when we say Jag on this show, we're not talking about Jacksonville. Jag <laughs> is an acronym that means just the guy. Therefore the guy will never make an impact positive or negatively he's just a guy taking up a uniform in a roster spot okay so that for me that's six wins so i'm at six and four through ten games where you're what are you five and five and hold up whoa, whoa, whoa. we're at ten games right my math sucks yes right yeah we're at ten well, games we should really right be now. keeping track of this stuff hell yeah I'm, I'm doing this shit mentally right now i should probably be writing it down but you know what i'm saying we're doing this shit on the cuff right now fuck it we got the I got six wins right now and four losses. So, we're yes, we're 10 games through. We're going next week. We got Seattle coming to town. I think I'm six and six right now. We do have Seattle coming to town. Monday Night Football. Officer, sir, it, we have not played 12 games yet, sir. Oh, God. I'm really I, I, bad at math. I'm six and four. So, I imagine you're, you're five and five because you're That's one right, game five behind. Five. Okay. Five I need to start writing five. this stuff down. All right. Yeah, all right Seattle, Monday Night Football. Let's keep it moving. Yep. In D.C. <laughs> I said every year we got to have a game that we win that we probably shouldn't. I don't think Seattle's that good. And this is just about that time of year where Seattle starts taking a dip and Russ's play starts to dip a little bit. We're going to beat them on Monday night. We would have beat them last year if Morgan Moses wasn't slogging his fucking knee up the field on the final drive. Because even bum-ass Dwayne was finally catching rhythm and moving us up the field to win that game. They gave us every chance to come back and win that game. We're going to beat them on Monday night football. We're going to win a Monday night football game at home, which is a rarity and scarcity in this town. We are sitting at 7-4 and four through 11 games in my prediction. So if I'm at 5-5, five and five, I have us going 5-6. and six. I think this is going to be a very rainy night at FedEx on Monday night football. I feel like Russell Wilson's not going to have an amazing game. You got Jamal Adams. Uh, you got Dwayne Espinosa. After the wide receiver, I, I think that this the, the talent is certainly there for the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, like you said, Rio, I definitely can't argue with your point. This is kind of the point in the season where Seattle kind of starts to take that dive. But in recent memory, they've kind of always had the Washington football team's number. I feel like we owe them one, but Russell Wilson is going to cook. 
And I feel like he has kind of a chip on his shoulder as well coming off last year where a lot of people felt like he should have been an MVP candidate, but everything just kind of took a dive. So I have the Washington football team falling short. I think I'll take Seattle in four. Got us five and six after the Seattle game. So five and six, and I got us at seven and four. So I got us at seven and four with six games left. And of these six games, we go on the road to Vegas. Dallas comes to town. We go to Philly. Then we go to Dallas. And then Philly comes. It's the gauntlet of the division after we do the Raiders, after we do the Raiders game. So I got us taking that L to the Raiders in Vegas. It's going to be a close game. Their quarterback is a very interesting candidate to be our signal caller next year in Derek Carr. And it would be something I'm not mad about at all, even though I would rather the let's just move up and get our own guy in the draft. Derek Carr would definitely keep us in that window where we can win now. But I think they'll get us. I think they'll get us in a close game. It'll be one of those games where we have a chance to win it and Dustin Hopkins misses a field goal at the end. I'll say 27-24 Vegas Raiders. And that's that's at Allegiance, Brett. That, that's yeah, on the that road. Is, that is in Vegas. I would love to go to that game, but it's way too rich for my blood. I would, I'm would. i going to watch it on the OLED. It's all good. Those Death Star prices are absolutely crazy. You're going to be in enough games this year anyway, Rio. I think, I think yeah. you'll be okay to miss this. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I have the Washington football team getting a 500 win an absolute shootout with the Las Vegas Raiders. Like you said, I think we get a nice little peak uh, of Mr. Carr who might potentially be a suitor. If it's not us, it's going to be the Giants. To me, he's going to be on a different roster next year. I think that Mayock and Gruden and everyone, just the the drafting over the last couple of seasons for the Las Vegas Raiders has just been reach after reach after reach after reach. And as much as, you know, as long as this 10-year contract is for Mr. Gruden, at the end of the day, all things are eventually going to catch up to you. And I could th- I think Derek Carr might be one of those guys that can end up kind of voicing some of his dismay. I have the Washington football team coming out on top, 28-24, putting us right at 6-6 six and six going into the Cowboys next week. All right, seven and five to six and six. This is interesting because there's five games left to end the year. And for me to get to my 11 and six prediction, I'm going to have to pick four out of the five. I think I'm going to have to renege and go back to 10 and seven because that's (laughs) the way it's setting up. I'm not sure, but we are going to beat Dallas on December 12th when they come to town. I cannot wait for that. I've never been to a Dallas Washington game, but now that I'm a season ticket holder, it'll be my first time in the building. It's going to be electric. Hopefully they're at full strength. So there's no excuses. I want us to be all over rain Dakota Prescott all night. And I got us winning. In an old-fashioned, close, heart attack, I'm going to freaking have an anxiety attack game, uh, 24 to 23 Washington, and we're sitting at 8-5 and five through 13 games. This is going to be a hard game. That, that I definitely agree with you on that. This, this kind of gives me, I'm not going to lie to you, some 2018 vibes when they came to town. We had Alex Smith at the helm, and we got a big win over them. Very, very tight contest. You know, you said you want them at full strength, but then the day, Rio, I think we can both agree that they're not that at that point they're probably not going to be at full strength. Mm-hmm. So I have the Washington football team winning nineteen to eleven. I think they'll be up, uh, Ew, maybe you know, <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. But that that's what those games are is disgusting. And I think the Washington football team owes them one. And I think Dak is going to formally meet Mr. Chase Young in this defensive line, and and he's going to come very acclimated to the level of physicality that they bring. Like you said, a very ugly football team. But I have the Washington. Football and I have a seven and six going into the next week. Yo, 19 to 11 is fucking disgusting. <laughs> you can see it though. You can see it though. Oh, you I can see it though. can see it because with no, these divisional <laughs> like games, they, they get, they get really mucked up sometime and they get really ugly, especially with Dallas. Like I've seen some ugly days. I back to the Quincy Carter days of Dallas, man. This is a but, December game as well. Rio. This is a December yeah, game. It's going to be cold. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna get we're gonna get a little disrespectful real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna skip over a couple things. Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and chalk both Philly games up as Thank W's. You. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna they suck. I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm gonna keep it a beam with you. I'm sorry, all about the birds. My guy Chip, Colleen Wolf, everybody I know that likes the Eagles. Y'all suck, and we're gonna sweep y'all again 
and it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad both times. We're going to be playing Gardner Minshew by that time because Jalen Hurts is not an NFL quarterback. I'm going to stick to my guns with that. I hope he does succeed because, you know, he's a good guy, but I don't see it. I do not see it. If it wasn't for one year with the quarterback whisperer named Lincoln Riley, he would not have been drafted into this league, in my opinion. But I'm going to go ahead and talk. I'm going to chalk two wins up right now versus Philly and give us – that's 10 right now. So we got a Giants game to close the year, and we got the game on December 26th at Dallas. For me, that's going to be a split. I think Dallas gets us in Dallas, and we beat the Giants to close the year, which is a sweep. So, for me, that's how we get to 11-7 and seven as a football team. So, there's two games left. We got the Giants game and the Cowboys, the Cowboys game is what you're saying. Game. Yes, sir. I got the Washington football team splitting both series with the Giants and the Cowboys. I got us finishing 9-8. and eight. But – it's gonna oh, be no, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I have us at 10 and 7. <laughs> I just did that math in my head real quick. We should have stuck that 11 game stuff, and I was like, he's going to go down to 10 the closer we get. I, I knew was it was going to happen. I was trying to die on the hill of my prediction, but I think my final prediction for the year is 10 and 7. Like you said, we're going to split with Dallas, and we're going to split with Dallas. We're going to sweep the Eagles, and we're going to sweep the goddamn Gi- No, 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 no. We're not going to sweep the Giants. I lied. We're going to split with the Giants. The Giants are going to get us at the end of the year. They're going to get us in week 17. But it's if all that's the case, then don't you have the same record as me in 98? No, 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 because I, I did the math wrong. I did the math wrong. Okay, I was all right. Just, just double-check it, because we're, we're definitely going to come back to this at some point. I, so. was counting, I was counting a sweep versus the Giants, but logically speaking, I think we split versus them in Dallas and sweep the Eagles. So we're four and two in the division and they can have week 18. I called it 17. They can have week 18 because the division is going to be wrapped up by then. And final prediction of the year. When does Washington season end and who is it verse? I think, Going in, and this, is, this sounds kind of like a cop-out answer, I think Washington's season statistically will end uh, second to last game of the year uh, against the Eagles. I playoff mask is going to be there, and I feel like someone else is going to lose. You know how the NFC cracks out. And after that last week matchup against the Giants, we're going to – Oh, so you, do not, you do not envision the postseason in our future. Who do you – okay, here's another question. Who do you actually, like – what, what record do you think it's going to take to win the East? I don't mean to spend too much time on this, but what, what record do you ten, think is going to win the East? 10 and 7. 10 and 7? Okay. Well, if you're going to come off your hill, I guess I'll come off my hill as well and say the Watch Football team will go 10 and 7. I, I Now that I so kind of think about it. Are we winning the division or are we a wild card? Because you know there's three wild card teams now. I think we're winning the division. You know, you look, you look across – just the national media in general, a lot of people have us pretty much as locks for the division. I mean, you need to really think about it. When's the last time Colin Coward had the Watch Football team win the NFC East? The roster's there. We've talked about this at the top of the show as well. I, I think we're Hey, take- you want to know an interesting fun fact my guy Jalen pointed out recently. Did you know Colin Cowherd grew up a Redskins fan? He'll never say it. He'll never say it. You're, yeah, that, that's true. That's 100% that is, true. And he said a lot crazy. of stuff to lose this fandom along the way, and I'm definitely not going to get into that. I I respect Colin's craft. I respect his, his, I like his sports outlook as well. I like Colin as well. Dream guest for the show. But, yeah, he, he was a Redskins fan growing up. That's a great by Jalen right there. His daughter looked good, too, but that's another conversation. Right she does. <laughs> I, I don't follow her. Hey, and you guys leave Dak's sister alone, bro. She's 17. Sit y'all lurking people on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, leave, seen, leave Dak's. I seen oh, that. God, yeah, man. People need man. <laughs> wild time. But I got our season ending in a divisional round versus the Green Bay Packers. I got us winning a game in the wild card round at home. Hopefully we're the Nickelodeon game because that shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see Fitzpatrick throw. Well, I'm gonna be there in person if it's at home. But I'm when I watch it back, I'm trying to see the slime cannons go off when Fitzpatrick throws the bomb to Deami and Terry in the playoffs. Man, they're bringing it back for another year. Um, what do you got us? What do you got us doing in the playoffs? I have us losing um, in the first round, unfortunately. God damn it, to- Parker! <laughs> God damn it! Drink the Kool Aid with me, God damn it! <laughs> damn it! No, no, it wouldn't be the first round because we have the win in the division. No. <laughs> oh my god i was losing in the divisional round to the san francisco 49ers uh, i 
it's not a team. These are two teams that are parallel to each other. A lot, a lot of comparisons. Man, I'll tell you, if people listen to this one think we know shit about what we're talking. <laughs> 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 we really need to bring a clipboard or a piece of paper next time. You, you can carry me throughout nah, the mathematics. That. Nah, nah, that, would, that wouldn't be on brand for me, bro. We just do this, bro. <laughs> we're not experts. We're not analysts, bro. We just ramble. That's what we do here. And it's, you know, it's so hard to really just put your flag in anything because the football season just moves so fast and one injury happens and nah, completely changes the dynamic. But, but, but fuck but, all that. So we're losing yeah. to the Niners in the first round. Who's losing to the Niners in the first round? I, the San Francisco 49ers are still a very talented football team. To me, they're, they have a lot of the pieces they did in that 2019 oh, run. Oh, they're great. They're great. And, and we're drawing comparisons to them for a reason. And contrary to popular belief, knowing how popular Mr. Trey Lance is coming out of North Dakota State, Jimmy Garoppolo could still play football, and Jimmy Garoppolo is still going to win plenty of games for the San Francisco 49ers this season. I mean, look at the win-loss, guys. You know, he, he can hardly stay on the field at the end of the day. He's a winner, and a lot of people might consider him what we like to call a jag. But at the end of the day, the San Francisco 49ers are going to have a great bounce back here in Kyle Shanahan. So I, I was so, losing in the divisional round at the San Francisco 49ers. The wild card round or the divisional round? Divisional round. Okay. <laughs> and just for, just for fun, <laughs> I think we're going to beat – our old friend Kirk in the first round when the Vikings come. Oh my God! Oh. Our um our timeline on fiction. Twitter. Oh my God! That would be like <laughs> that would be the funnest day in Twitter history, or the second because whenever the new name comes out, that's going to be the greatest day in the history of the Twitter app for our toxic ass fan base. Which takes me to our final question of the day. I end every episode of rambling about Washington for now. With this question to everybody, 2022, the Washington Blinks will be starting who at quarterback in week one of the season. So I want the team's name, what you think it's going to be, not what you want it to be, and who's going to be the quarterback, who you think is going to be the quarterback. Some people will say that I'm still picking what I want it to be, but conversations I've had there's definitely a, a consensus on the name for the watch football team going into next season. And I firmly do believe it will not be red, but we will be the Washington wolves. moving oh! forward. Oh! Yeah. 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 <laughs> you listeners. Um, I'm sure that was ridiculous, but the signal caller for the Washington, uh, Washington wolves heading into next season will be the one, the only Heisman favorite, Mr. Sam Howell. Ooh. How you like that, mm-hmm. Sam? How out of UNC? I see what you who, did there. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely wasn't intended, but certainly something I could pick up on. <laughs> Mr. Sam Howe, a Heisman favorite. You know, people very high Spencer Rattler to me will be Houston Texan, and this is the year. No matter what Rivera says about foundation, building blocks, giving up assets, this will be the year we traded for a quarterback. We were on the cusp this year. We, we were damn close. We passed up on Fields, a couple other guys. This is the upcoming season. This draft, new franchise. I mean, excuse me, new name, you know, new merchandise. Everything's brand new for the Watch football team. They're also going to add a new quarterback to that as well. We'll get a new stadium later down the line. But Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback for the Washington Wolves. Rattler's, of course, going to win the Heisman. I think everybody's giving that to Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was going to ask Rattler's going to win the Heisman. But that's going to be good for the Watch football team because we're not going to pick top three and we're not going to draft top three. We're going to trade up and we're going to get our guy and Sam Howell is, you know, our, our guy, Mr. Pascal, said pretty very Mr. Matthew Stafford-esque. And I feel like we kind of missed out on that Stafford. I believe he but... I believe he plays tonight, too. I'm ready to watch he him. Does. I believe I he, he does. I will be watching that shit. I got two questions. Are we giving him seven? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to get into that shit. I was just, <laughs> just going to gloss over that. Man, just act like a, let's leave some stuff in the past, but. You got to give Sam seven. If Dwayne can get seven, Sam can get seven. Hell so. yeah. I'm sure. Or we can give him 21. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Hell yeah. Word to my man, Keith. <laughs> also, to get Sam Howell is going to be a top two quarterback in this draft behind Spencer Rattler. You're saying we're going to win the division and somehow get Sam Howell. So are you willing to put in all the compensation it would take to make a leap from like 22 or 23 up into the top five of the draft? So like you said, Sam Howell is going to be a top five pick, right? And Mm -hmm. who knows who ends up 
up in their stock throughout most of the process. I think Sam is going to kind of move down the rankings a little bit. I think NFL scouts know the arm talents there. I think the new decision making there. I think I don't think there's anybody in the college football with a better deep ball than Sam Howell. I, I think people he's going to be one of the worst kept secrets. And we in, already in have his deep threat from the last couple years. And we have Deami, so it, the stars are lining up, Rio. I know it sounds almost too good to be true. Wolves, Howell. But as far as assets are concerned, I think the Watch football team was willing to give up pretty much two first rounds for Matthew Stafford or something along those lines. I don't exactly remember the draft compensation. I'm completely fine with departing with next year's first rounder and the first rounder after that to move up to get our franchise signal caller. I think the fan base is going to be clamoring for ACC. Hell yeah. For a trade of that magnitude, if we have to throw in a player. (laughs) I was getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to throw it. Do what you got to do. You got to take that leap because we're going to win a division this year. I am I am confidently sold. I'm dying on the hill. I believe it. We're going to win a division this year. Quarterback needs to be had. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was coming here. It would be fucking amazing if we could somehow uh, – Colleen Wolf spoke that existence into the air on my show the other day. I'm praying on it. That would be fucking amazing because we could still just wait – and to the second or third round or get someone late in the first round to put behind him, get three or four years out of Rodgers, and then boom, we got our young guy in the cut waiting. But that is a pipe dream, and I am now awake, and that is not going to happen. I'm glad. I'm glad you came around on that. Mr. Rodgers is not coming to the Burgundy Gold, and I'm not even going to entertain that in my dreams. But I think Sam Howell is a very plausible possibility. And like you said, a player. I think this is going to be either Matthew Ioannidis or Deron Payne's last year with the Washington football team would be a part of that trade package yep i know everybody wants to keep every single person in that cog of a defensive line we have but realistically that cannot happen and that is going to conclude today's episode of rambling about washington brother this was a fucking good time this is just two friends kicking the shit and doing what we love Plug whatever you need to plug. Plug your show, which I co-host in, what you got coming, your social medias, all that shit. Rio, we put it on the back burner, but it was completely worth the wait. I had an absolute blast. by listening had as much of a blast as well. As always, it was an honor to join you here on Raw Talk. You bring and you will with all the guests, and I'm very excited for people to see what you have moving forward. As far as our show we have together, we co-host on Sidelines Washington Podcast. At sidelines underscore WFT on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. Got to get those numbers up. I see you're very popular in the Bahamas lately. Mr. Robinson, (laughs) as far as YouTube, you give us a subscribe. Uh, Sidelines Washington, turn on notifications. You know, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the show, good or bad. We bring a lot of the same energy to Sidelines Washington podcast with fellow coach, Mr. Adam. Find me in my very bold opinions on Twitter at Parker That's where you can find me. And once again, Rio, it's been an honor, man. Love you, brother. Glad I could come on. Hell yeah, man. Any fucking time, but you can know where to find me rambling with Rio Robinson, the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, click that bell so you can get notifications. As soon as I post rambling about Washington, find it on any digital streaming platform. Catch me with Parker on sidelines, Washington with our guy, Adam Aniba. Catch me talking shit on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me at Rio underscore Robinson 91 or at raw podcast W Rio. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Deuces.